welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. 160 years ago, the United States was in a major battle for its soul. The Civil War was a little over a year old, and it was clear that there would be no easy resolution. In October 1862, Governor Frederick Holbrook gave his second inaugural address to the people of Vermont. In the speech, he warned the state that there would be troubled times ahead. Here's a little bit of what he said. The struggle in which the nation is engaged is clearly one of life or death. Even though the scenes of blood and the night of calamity through which we may be called to pass shall shake the land to its foundations and try us to the utmost, yet trusting in the God of our fathers, we will not doubt that life is to be the result and that the nation is to be purified by its trials and established and exalted beyond the expectations of its founders. Our fathers found a great evil which they deplored but could not separate from the good. Current events are tending to produce that separation by uprooting the evil. The rebellion, if persisted in, may be the means under providence of annihilating the institution of slavery, which all acknowledge to have been its cause. The recent proclamation of emancipation by the President of the United States is a logical result of the slaveholders' rebellion, and as such, it is accepted and will be sustained by loyal men. Frederick Holbrook grew up in Brattleboro. He was born in 1813, the youngest in a family of 10 children. His father was John Holbrook, one of the wealthiest business owners in town, and his mother was the daughter of Luke Knowlton, a prominent eastern Vermont politician. At the age of 16, young Holbrook traveled to Pittsfield, Massachusetts, and attended Berkshire Gymnasium for two years. The principal and vice principal of the school would go on to serve as president and professor at Williams College. In autumn of his 18th year, Frederick Holbrook's formal education was complete, and he headed to Boston to work in a family-connected bookstore. While in Boston, he joined a local church choir and enjoyed participating in choirs for the rest of his life. When Holbrook turned 20, he headed to Europe for an extended tour of Great Britain and the continent. While in Europe, he visited many farms and compared their practices with what he had familiar with in Vermont. During his youth, he enjoyed working on farm owned by his father. Frederick Holdberg arrived back in Brattleboro with the intent of pursuing his farming interests. At the age of 21, he married 18-year-old Harriet Goodhue. She had grown up around the corner from his house, and they had known one another for most of their lives. Holdberg began farming a few tracts of land and focused on improving the scientific management of crops using strategies he observed while touring Europe. Within a few years of their marriage, the Holbrook family suffered financial difficulties as a result of business decisions made by one of Frederick's older brothers. Frederick turned into farming as a means of income as well as a gentleman's hobby. He began writing two agricultural magazines, The Albany Cultivator and The New England Farmer. His articles had titles like Fall Plowing and Cultivation of Corn and Oats. Vermont newspapers began to reprint his articles, and he started to write for another publication as well, The Country Gentleman. By 1850, Holbrook was serving in the Vermont State Senate and organizing the Vermont State Agricultural Society. Holbrook was elected president of the society and attended agricultural fairs all around the state. Between his extensive writing and farming journals and his appearances at various fairs, Holbrook became well known throughout Vermont. 
During this time, Holbrook designed a plow that would swivel easily and allow farmers to access more of their fields. This showed working farmers that Holbrook could back up his fine written words with a practical invention that actually improved the crop production of Vermont farmers. In 1860, the Republican Party considered Holbrook for governor. Here's what a northern Vermont newspaper wrote about him at the time. Mr. Holbrook is in the prime of life, just 46, and a man of eminently practical talent. He's a farmer, and no man in Vermont has done so much to advance the interests of farmers as he has. He was the founder and the first president of the Vermont Agricultural Society, and by his sound judgment and good management, the society has been carried forward in a career of uninterrupted prosperity and usefulness. His writings on agriculture are read and admired all over the country and have gained him a place in the front ranks of authors in that department. Give us Frederick Holbrook as a candidate, and we can go into the campaign not as a mere matter of form, but with a hearty enthusiasm, and we believe his nomination would excite more enthusiasm among voters in general than can be raised in any other way. In October 1861, a 48-year-old Frederick Holbrook became Vermont's governor at the beginning of the Civil War and faced the possible collapse of the United States. Local historian Henry Burnham wrote this about Holbrook. During his term of office was the darkest period of our national existence. Upon no governor of this state ever rested so grave responsibilities or of whom was required so arduous, unremitting labors as developed upon Governor Holbrook and his cabinet. Next week we will share the story of Governor Holbrook's Civil War years. Thanks for listening to this week's Brow History. We would like to thank Alec, Maya, Oscar, Wiley, Ethan, Dylan, Shane, Tristan, Pfeiffer, Eliza, Sue, Bob, for reading this week's Brow History. All right, that was very good. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.